0: Welcome to Whiskey and Wonder.
1: Hello, friends. Hello, hello. Hi, everyone. This is Whiskey and Wonder. And if you are on YouTube, you can see that we are so excited to have friend Morgan in the pod chair this week.
2: Hi, friend Morgan. Hey.
1: (laughs) So we are so happy to have her here. She's going to. Drink along with us, and she's going to learn along with us this week as I teach something this week. So, But before we get too far into that, we are Whiskey and Wonder, where we whiskey and we wonder. And sometimes we do it backwards. Sometimes we wonder and then we whiskey.
2: It really all just depends on our mood.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Morgan, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself before we jump in here? Yeah. I don't want to put you on the
0: spot. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) See. I'm Morgan. <laughs> and I love this podcast.
1: <laughs> she is legit yes. one of our number one fans. We absolutely adore her. For sure. Um, she gave us this awesome gift when she got here that Megan <laughs> and I are already like eyeballing each <laughs> other, <laughs> each other over. Um so it is a homemade wine. What flavors did you say it was? It was
0: Oh, it's got orange. And mango and cinnamon, also agave syrup, and it's the summer blend. So we have pineapple in it as well. Ooh. That
2: sounds so
1: good. It, it does. So we may be having some wine towards the end of Whiskey <laughs> yes. and Wonder today.
2: I yes. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Oh yes. Um, you can check us out at whiskeyandwonder.com or YouTube dot com slash whiskey and wonder if you Like and subscribe us. It helps us so much. You have no idea how much it actually helps.
2: It really does. So just, you know, quick little like button. Awesome. Share us with your friends. Uh, Follow us. You know, do all the things. Yeah,
1: shares are huge. Um, We try to put up, we're getting a little more content coming for you guys. Um, I'm about to have more free time. So that's going to help as well. Instagram, we're at Whiskey Podcast. Um, You can find us Uh, You can email us at contact at whiskeyandwonder.com, and if you feel up to donating, you can find us at paypal.me slash whiskeyandwonder or patreon.com slash whiskeyandwonder, and all this stuff and other places you can contact us are all going to be on the screen on YouTube, as you can see, and in the show notes if you're just listening, so check those out. and We appreciate it, so let's uh, jump into some announcements here. As always, it seems like we cannot get rid of these three stickers. We <laughs> literally just have three, we have stickers, three left.
2: stickers left.
1: Somebody take these stickers. <laughs> they are $1 each. <laughs> $1, that's it. I can't even hold them up right. $1. <laughs> uh, you can find those on our website. Um, and we also have whiskey tumblers. We still have a good amount of those left if you wanna, mm-hmm. wanted to snag some of those. Did you ever get your parents there?
2: listen my dad will be here (laughs) my dad will be here in next two weeks yeah two weeks so okay i mean just
1: eventually they'll make their way to you guys whenever you come visit megan you'll get your glasses i
2: guess that's you have to visit me to get it sorry
1: if if you guys want to send me your address i'll make sure
3: something gets shipped
1: (laughs) Papa Cross, you're already coming out here, so you're kind of committed at that point. But <laughs> Mom Leona, I, I will ship you one if you'll send me your address. I suck. I know. Um, uh, or however many she got. I don't remember how many she got, frankly. I think she got our, four. Yeah, I'll have to check our <laughs> spreadsheet. Um, As always, as well, we're looking for guests and guest drinkers, you know, come join us, hang mm-hmm. out. This, Morgan's here. She's hanging out. Excited yep. to try a new whiskey for you. Uh, have you ever had what we're having today?
3: No, never. Uh,
1: All right. So we're excited and we're, we're hoping this is going to be some of the good stuff. I hope so. Came out of the back of the cabinet. So, um, and before we move too much further, as always, you know, we kind of touched on it earlier. Thank you guys so much for the donations, for the support. It, it goes, it goes really far. It, it helps us bring this to you. We appreciate it. Um, liking subscribing sharing us with your friends anybody you know that drinks whiskey or that likes the kind of topics we talk about you know yeah. give them give us a share um, yeah. it, it goes a long way in helping us grow this podcast and bring you better and funner and extra content yeah so
2: for sure you do not have to like whiskey to like this podcast It's a absolutely. big thing to remember
1: absolutely so on that note let's go ahead and move On the open
3: segment.
1: All right. So I think we should just, um, let me start over.
2: (laughs) Okay, Megan.
1: (laughs) I think we should start this open segment with that question you asked me earlier.
2: So um, I've been like staring dead ahead, um, like right in front of, of my vision, there is a can of hairspray. And as you can see, Tyler does have a luxurious mane of hair.
1: Oh yeah, it's more for my beard. <laughs>
2: <But> <laughs> why do you have hairspray in our recording studio? <laughs> um,
1: so I actually have this. I've had this for several years now. Believe it or not. Uh, so to make a long story short, the reason I bought this in the first place is that Obviously, I have a dog. Uh, When my dog was a puppy, he went through a very bad chewing phase when he was teething. And he stole a Sharpie off of my nightstand and chewed the bejesus out of it until it busted all over the carpet in my apartment. What does this have to do with hairspray? Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. I found on the Internet that hairspray and rubbing alcohol would take Sharpie out of carpet. And it did. Really? I I think it was rubbing alcohol. Google it before you do that. Don't hold me accountable if you ruin your carpets. But (laughs) hairspray, and it was like either um, peroxide or rubbing alcohol or something like that, like, and water basically took it out. And I got it completely out of the carpet uh, of my apartment. They had no idea. Anyway, flash forward a couple years. I purchased something at an REI garage sale that was slightly damaged. Excuse me, and if you're at all familiar with the REI garage sale, they put a big X in Sharpie on it, and mm-hmm. it was a backpack, and I there was something minor wrong with it that I wanted to see if I could send it to the manufacturer to repair, and so I tried my damnedest to use that hairspray <laughs> and alcohol or whatever it was and a toothbrush and get that black X out of that backpack <laughs> and I failed so badly. Oh, no. I guess it only works with carpet.
2: Oh, but, no.
1: So I'm I'm one for two as far as getting Sharpie out of stuff. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> I mean, that, those are all right odds. Yeah.
1: The can is there because I was in this room when I was doing it. It got sat down there and that's where it's lived. Ever and since. it just lives here now. Okay, We'll probably get rid of it now. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> forgot it was over there. So, um, yeah, that's why it's there.
2: Okay. Well, right. I mean that yeah. makes more sense than I was thinking it would. So, all right.
1: I, I'm curious. What was your theory on why it was there? Oh, uh, well, have something to do with hair.
2: Well, you started talking about Bo and I was scared you used hairspray on your dog.
0: <laughs> that's what I was thinking. No, i I,
1: no. I was. I wouldn't get that crazy with getting it. Getting
2: a little worried. Um. <laughs> Originally, I don't know. I thought maybe it was for model building, or I, I honestly don't know what I thought. Okay, <laughs> I just saw. It. I thought it was dry shampoo originally, so I don't know. I thought it was something.
1: I don't bathe.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, uh,
1: it's not. I just it's hairspray. I all gotta, right, I got to keep these locks.
2: No, the, these,
1: the slowly receding locks. <laughs> I got to keep them in place. <laughs> Oh, uh, so what's
2: been going on with you guys? How's y'all's weeks been? Um I've been pretty good. Um I feel like I never have anything to talk about during these.
1: <laughs> you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. That means your life is laid back and chill and just relaxing.
2: That is true. Um I'm looking forward to my dad coming. Um And I already have started my research um, for at least, um, I think it's going to be next week's. I think I've decided to do. Um, I started that middle of this past week, so I'm excited.
1: A thought just occurred to me. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen when like one week, let's say you started research on on your topic and Mm -hmm. my topic this week is your topic.
2: Mm -hmm. If that is the case, one, I would be shocked and awed. I don't think we're going to have the same topics.
1: I don't think so either, but there is definitely a chance.
2: But if that is the case, then I just crumple up what I've worked on so far and move on to something else.
1: Fair enough. Morgan, how's your week been? You've been awful quiet so far.
0: Ah, Good week so far. Good week. Um, So far, um, well we we'll gonna be camp- going camping next week with my dog for the first time. Nice. So we're looking forward to that. But this past week we actually did back- <laughs> backyard camping. Nice. <laughs> so oh, that cool. way he can kind of get used to it because we didn't know how he was going to go. So Yeah, how'd he do? Of- he actually did very well. Oh, so it was just yay. like he was in-, in a room. So That's awesome. Great. That's <laughs> so-, so good.
1: Um, I love it. I yeah. absolutely love taking boat camping with me. Um, We haven't been too much this year, but Time, time gets away from me, you know, but it's going to be fall time. So we were actually talking about having a, uh, so I've got a fire pit in my backyard that I built when I bought the house and Shelby and I were talking about since the weather got just a little bit cooler than it has been having a fire last night. uh, We ended up not doing it just because uh, I have a new medicine that I'm taking Mm -hmm. that, makes me drowsy and oh. um oh what's the word groggy makes yeah. me drowsy and groggy when i take it so like i took it and then about a half hour later was just like basically what it is i don't know if i've ever mentioned this on here or not um i have uh, so every job i've worked since college has been outside i've i just worked outside and my arms like my forearms up to my shoulders and the back of my neck will just itch uncontrollably um, to the point where like, I don't have any good spots that there's, there's one spot on my wrist right here that was itching. You can see I, I've scratched it until it's bled.
3: What are you allergic yeah. to?
1: I'm not allergic to anything. Oh, it's,
3: like a, Wow. <laughs> it's
1: um, either it's nerve issues from either sun damage or like spine issues. Um, I just went to the dermatologist about it, and uh, they told me to talk to my doctor. My doctor gave me these pills that are like supposed to be uh, anti-itch pills. I forget histo something or another.
2: Antihistamines? No,
1: no, that's no, for, like, that's not right. Running, right.
2: It's for something, but yeah, not
1: uh, yeah, no, it, not it's itchy. Like a, it's like a histo something. And anyway, she told me that they were going to make me uh, drowsy and groggy and whatnot and not to take them if I had to be up the next morning, um, but to take them whenever I itched and I was itching so bad yesterday. Oh, it looks like we just had a glitch there where the camera.
2: And hopefully that didn't mess up anything. Um, So as Tyler does that, um, all right, itchy Tyler, go on. Yeah.
1: So, Anyway, it's the most frustrating thing I've ever experienced in my life to have an itch that you literally cannot scratch. You can scratch it and it just and never goes go away, away. Oh, wow. um that so, sounds awful yeah, my doctor said if this these meds don't work, she's got another one she wants to uh essentially there's med one med two, and then like going to neurology to figure out what's going on with my nervous system. Oh my gosh, and my nerves so
2: wow okay
1: yeah we'll see it's probably just like some kind of pinched nerve or something in my back that doesn't hurt but it just just is like causes itches yeah it's like on the nerves that run down my arms that causes itches because yeah it's weird (laughs) i wouldn't wish this on anybody because there (laughs) have legitimately been nights where i've been dead asleep and i've woken up and like i gotta scratch this
0: oh and then it's like
1: hell trying to fall back to sleep because i'm itching yeah. oh that sounds awful yeah so it's it's been a while since i've had had it that bad and it's always worse in the summer whenever sun's out
2: makes sense so, you need to get those like um those baby like gloves that you wear in your sleep or that baby the babies wear so, so they can't like hurt themselves uh, actually
1: <laughs> i called it my cone of shame Oh Essentially, no. <laughs> it was it was the same thing. I bought the uh like the arm sleeves, the like athletic sleeves, mm-hmm. compression sleeves, and I would wear those basically 24/7 at least on my left arm uh last summer.
2: I actually remember you doing that. Yeah. I remember seeing you in yeah, those. But it yeah. was
1: it was so I could not scratch like I couldn't get to it
2: mm-hmm. and it
1: also kept the sun away from it. So
2: I mean, yeah, it's a smart idea. Yeah,
1: yeah I just it, it literally it's my cone of shame, like I'm like a dog, I can't not scratch it, <laughs> you know so anyway, uh, you guys got anything else y'all wanna share in the open segment?
0: Um, I think I do, yeah, go ahead. We're looking toward our new house, so
1: do what new house <laughs> you guys got a new house, yeah,
0: <laughs> the one
1: over here or y'all, no, y'all um we're
0: still right now temporarily with our parents. <laughs> <laughs> So we're getting it built. So. Oh, congratulations. Oh, nice. So, congratulations. Yes.
1: Okay. <laughs> that's
2: awesome.
0: Yeah.
1: So where is this one?
0: Oh, it's over, I believe, Oakboro.
1: Oh, really? Yes. My
0: parents. Right there, Stanfield. Yeah. Over my there. parents
1: live in Stanfield. Oh, that's I, grew, I was born and raised out there. Oh, wow. Yeah, go, <laughs> go figure, huh?
0: Well, yep.
1: Um. Well, that's awesome. Congrats to you Thank guys. Thank you.
0: We're hoping at the end of the year, but with delays, we're, been working on windows that's been delayed for about a month. So
2: oh yeah.
1: It is a rough yes. time to <laughs> to build one because just supply shortages are everywhere. Yes. You know,
3: it's, it's just
1: mm-hmm. yeah, it's a struggle. But yeah. that's that awesome. That is hopefully, amazing. Hopefully, everything gets done and it's you know, your guys' dream house. Yes, it is
2: for sure. <laughs> yes. that, is awesome. okay. yeah, like, <laughs> that is
0: awesome. Congratulations again. Like super lucky.
2: That is awesome. Congratulations, you
1: um adulting. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I've had too much adulting in my life lately. Um, all right. Y'all want to go ahead and move on? We'll talk a little bit about uh, what we're drinking today.
0: Sure.
2: Opening the bottle. All right. So today we are drinking Four Roses Small Batch.
1: This was a request by a listener. Yes. And it's been a while, but we have finally gotten around to it.
2: It began when Paul Jones Jr., the founder of Four Roses Bourbon, became smitten by the beauty of a southern belle. It is said that he sent a proposal to her, and she replied, and she replied that if her answer were yes, she would wear a corsage of roses on her gown to the upcoming grand ball. Paul Jones waited for her answer excitedly on the night of the grand ball. When she arrived in her beautiful gown, she wore a corsage of four red roses. He later named his bourbon Four Roses as a symbol of his devout passion for the lovely bell a passion he thereafter transferred to making his beloved Four Roses bourbon. According to master distiller Brent Elliott, while exact details vary by batch, the average batch size is approximately 250 barrels. Barrels are typically six and seven years old with nothing younger than six years and occasionally barrels aged as much as eight years old. As a result, the average age per batch is typically around six and a half years old. Um mm-hmm. uh,
1: so if you're on YouTube, you saw Morgan and I like silently communicating on how much
2: <laughs> to pour
1: and then <laughs> so I poured mine. I told I told him at the beginning before we started recording, I was like, it's it's been a week. Mm-hmm. I need a heap in helping. And uh, I didn't realize exactly how much I poured, but I poured a heap and helping in Megan's glass. And so I said, I'll, oh. just, I'll just take this yeah. glass and yeah, Megan I can have the other one.
2: Um, but yeah, so four roses, a small batch is a combination of four of their, uh, our small batch is four of their whiskeys uh, combined, apparently, um, and mixed together. So we're going to see what this is like. Um, I believe I saw on the four roses website that the 2021 recipe, um, has won, uh, or no 2021 excellent, highly recommended finalist, great value, 94 points at the ultimate spirits challenge. Don't know what that means but apparently good things happened at the ultimate spirits challenge for the 2021 small batch for roses so
1: i pulled out my handy dandy flavor wheel here this came we we got this it was either last week or the week before i don't know if we ever posted a picture on social media um, but i'm going to hand that to friend morgan there oh my god this camera is cutting off why is it cutting off
0: i don't know we have a ghost in the room
3: it's
2: too early for Halloween. No, it's not. <laughs> Halloween is forever. Yes. Every day. Um I mean, I should I talk about what I smell?
1: Yeah, go ahead and talk about what you smell.
2: I am getting um dark chocolate and orange in my first like taste or not taste. My first si- smell, I have not tasted it. Um but yeah, uh dark dark chocolate for sure, orange. It reminds me of those um orange chocolate balls that come out during the holidays that you like smash on the table.
1: Oh yeah. I know what yes. you're talking about.
2: Yeah. And they like turn into orange slices. Um, that, that's getting, that's my like heavy nostalgia stick. That's beating me on the head right now. Tyler, do we need a
1: pause? No, we're going to keep going. I'm going to work this out as we go. Okay. Um, I'm going to interject with what I was smelling. Uh, I definitely citrus. Definitely got the orange in that. Um, a little bit of burn in your nose hairs. Not too much sweet. Maybe just a hint of uh, a woody, woody earthy tone.
2: Yeah, maybe like a soily. Like, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, definitely get the orange.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we are supposed to be smelling. Um, I'll tell you in two seconds. Oak. So there you go. Citrus fruit and a hint of spice. Um, Caramel, light but approachable. Uh, Let's see what their actual website says that we should be. Oh, my. Uh, Smelling mellow spice, rich fruit, hints of sweet oak, and caramel. Okay, so apparently I'm the only one that's getting... um, dark chocolate, but I swear that's what I'm smelling over here. Um,
0: I can smell a little bit of that caramel in there. Yeah? Yeah.
2: I think now that I'm looking for it, I can I can pinpoint it. Yeah. I'm pretty interested in what this is going to taste like. Tyler is still messing over there, so I don't know. Do you have anything else to add, Tyler, to the sniffs?
1: I do not. I am... Yes, I am still messing. We have things back. Um, so... I'm going I'm to let you guys in a little behind-the-scenes secret here. We are using technology. Oops. We are <laughs> using technology today that I have tried very hard to get set up, but I have not used it. I have set it up and tested it, but I have not tested it over a lengthy period of time. And essentially what I'm doing is using a GoPro as Morgan's webcam and... For whatever reason, the GoPro keeps kind of, it's not shutting off, but it's like shutting her feed down for whatever reason. So I'm not entirely sure why that is. So I'm going to keep messing with that as we go through and trying to prevent that from happening.
2: All right. Um, and so as you were talking, I took a taste. Um. Initially, it's a very dry wood um, taste on the tongue' I'm definitely getting some um heat um i i don't know what kind of heat I would put this at um I don't think it's a i don't think it's a mint heat um I'm thinking it's more on the like pepper level like
1: yeah a, a i fiery uh, heat yeah fiery yeah. heat yeah, yeah 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 it's it's to me it's more of a cinnamon heat um like it's definitely got the fire but on my tongue it's it's being <laughs> i hate to use this word but it's the word that came to mind it's being peppered the way my tongue is peppered when i chew big red
3: <laughs> um
1: so it's not i i wouldn't call it for me peppery it's more cinnamony um but you're right it is a very dry very on the, on the tip of my tongue, I noticed it was very just woody. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Very, very woody, very dry. Um, I definitely disagree with your cinnamon spice. I think it is more of a fiery pepper spice. Um, reminds me of the sensation I get when I have like hot sauce on a burrito or something. So that's, that's where I'm going with mine. I agree game. with that
0: one. That yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thank I,
2: you, Morgan. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it, it does not. It, it, maybe it's because right on the. Where are you getting the spice? Is it on your tongue, or is it? Because I'm getting it more down here.
2: I'm getting it on my tongue. Yeah. I see.
1: I'm not. I'm getting it more down here.
2: Hmm.
1: And it the spice I am getting on my tongue is like that of Big Red. Huh. So that's interesting.
2: Definitely. Um. I, I'm, I'm overwhelmed by the wood oak that is going on. Um, I don't know. I, I, uh, am thinking that that's, I, <sighs> I think that's what's making it that, that dry. Yeah. Yeah. It's very earthy. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to look for like some of the fruit or the sweet we got in the smell and i feel like the i'm not tasting much of i'm not that. either i'm feeling like it's just getting overpower- overpowered overpowered by yeah
1: yeah yeah i got no citrus at all mm-hmm. i did get a um uh i don't really know what flavor it is per se but there's a a lingering flavor in the back of my throat that i can't put my finger on
0: i think that might be the caramel really that's what it kind of, like, very slight.
1: I can see that. Yeah.
0: I can see that. It's it that.
1: hanging yeah. around as mm-hmm. an aftertaste. And mm-hmm. then that, that time I also got uh, sweet on the front end as well as oaky. Uh, maybe it was more of the mid, front to mid.
2: Was that because you just took a sip of Mountain Dew, though?
1: Uh, I don't. I don't think I actually took a sip of Mountain Dew. I think I grabbed the bottle, too, and the camera jacked oh, up again. Oh, okay. So I think I put it back. Um, it might have been. I might have taken a sip and just not realized it. Um, hmm. All right. No, if I let it sit on my tongue, I get a vanilla-y sweetness.
2: All right. Um, Supposed to be tasting... Ripened red berries, dried spice, rich oak, um, cherries, rye. So,
3: hmm.
2: I can maybe see the cherry yeah. if I'm thinking about it.
1: Um, I didn't get any fruit in this at all. Yeah. Hmm. I'm. Oh, excuse me. I must be broken.
3: Yeah, I'm no, not, I'm having to really fruit.
2: look for like a cherry and yeah. it's it's like a a tart cherry, like a a Rainier cherry, not a n- normal cherry.
1: I yeah, I'm not getting any any
0: fruit. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not either. I'm not getting any fruit.
2: Um the finish is Soft, smooth, and pleasantly long. Um, Yep, long in duration. um, Gives a dimension of flavors present. Um, Oak, caramel um, come forward against a backdrop of rye spice and seasoned oak. So, yeah, that is the the caramel that's kind of lingering there afterwards.
1: All right. Um dang, I had something I wanted to say but it is just poof. I was thinking about that damn camera again and and it got me it it <laughs> sucked that thought right out of my brain. Uh well, I guess on that note we'll just move on unless you guys have something else you wanted to add. No. no. All right. We'll move on and we'll jump into the wonder segment. <laughs>
0: It's time for the wonder segment,
1: all right. It is my time to teach, and so I figure i'm gonna i so I had a list of topics, and this I'll spoil it it's a person <laughs> okay um, this person has been on the list for a while, but I had another topic come to mind yesterday. I was watching a documentary and it sparked me thinking about something else and I almost switched to the other topic, but I put it on the list um, because it's uh it's more of an, it's going to be very hard to research that topic, I feel. Okay.
2: So, but Hers.
1: anyway, today's topic is about Maria Salomea, <laughs> oh, damn, these names. Don't hurt today. yourself. <laughs> Vasca, a.k.a. Marie Curie.
2: Oh. oh, I am excited for this. Me too. So,
1: uh, I'm not even going to try that name again. Maria <laughs> was born on November 7th, 1867, in Warsaw, Poland, to two well known teachers. She was the youngest of the five children. Uh, Poland actually at this time was known as the Kingdom of Poland and was controlled by the Russian Empire. Her father... Oh, boy. (laughs) I'm going to spell this for you, and then I'm going to tell you how I think it's pronounced. Well, I'm going to pronounce it. I think it's called Vladislav, but it's pronounced W-Lady-Slaw. Literally, W-L-A-D-Y-S-L-A-W. W-Lady-Slaw. So, anyway, her father, Vladislav, <laughs> taught physics and math, but eventually the Russian authorities eliminated laboratory instruction from Polish schools. Her father took the opportunity to take the lab equipment home, where he taught his children how to use it. By the time she was 10 years old, though, Maria had lost her mother due tuberculosis, and her oldest sister to typhus. She had begun attending an all-girls boarding school, and shortly afterwards, she attended a gymnasium for girls. Now, a gymnasium is apparently the equivalent of secondary or high school for us Americans.
2: Okay. Interesting word for... Yes. High school, but all right.
1: Uh, Shortly after she graduated from the school with top marks, Maria was sent for a year to live in the countryside with some of her father's relatives. Due to a collapse, uh, so, so it sounds like she passed out, or you know, had a uh, uh, oh, what's the word, Anx- anxiety attack, or something like that.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: it's thought that this collapse may have been caused by depression.
2: Um, so yeah, like an anxiety attack.
1: Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm.
2: She's um, a woman, so just send her somewhere else.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, at that time, that was well. <laughs> like you need to go to the sea the air will help <laughs> heal you <laughs> you know open <laughs> air
3: yeah
1: um that was that was it but anyway she ended up returning to warsaw and she tried to enroll into a university but was rejected because she was a woman so maria and her older sister Bronisława became B R O N I S L A W a. is Lava. Okay. It kind of sounds like the room is lava in a way. <laughs> um, so Maria and her older sister uh, became involved with a Polish patriotic university, which did accept women. Uh, but soon the two decided to pursue other universities, and they ad- agreed on a deal to help one another. Maria would work and send financial support to her sister while uh, while her sister was completing her medical studies in Paris and her sister I I keep hesitating because I've typed the name but I don't want to say it again Uh, Bratislava Bratislava would do the same once she had finished her studies in two years so basically Maria was gonna work to put her sister through college, and her sister was going to work to put Maria through college, essentially.
2: I feel like that is a bad idea.
1: Yeah. We'll find out. Okay. <laughs> so the young Maria took a job as a governess for the Zawaski family, who were distant relatives of her father. Uh, I didn't know what a governess was.
2: It's a nanny, right?
1: Uh, it's That'd basically be- a live-in tutor. Okay. So kind of like a nanny, but like they teach... Okay. A little more yeah. teaching. Um, over time, she fell in love with their son, Casimir's, but the parents didn't like the thought of their son marrying a penniless relative. How and, old? Does it
2: talk about the age? Sorry to interrupt you.
1: Um, I don't have their age, but their age, they were like late teens.
2: Okay. I just yeah. A teacher falling in love, love with, with her. her student makes me like heebie-jeebie.
3: mm <laughs>
1: Oh, I think um, I think they were about the same age, if memory serves.
2: Okay, that's not as yeah. They were G B.
1: Yeah, uh, they were also distant relatives. Like
3: oh, oh, I forgot about that part. (laughs)
2: um,
1: Anyway, nothing more ever developed between the two, uh, but both were heartbroken. It's even uh, actually known that Casimir's during his old age he would. he would visit regular, he would regularly visit a statue of Maria in front of the Radium Institute, which she founded in 1932. Um, he would actually go on to be a well-known mathematician in his own right.
2: Apparently but she was a good teacher.
1: I, yes, I.
2: Mother <laughs> fucker.
1: Oh, I know what the. Issue is on this. Do we? Are, are yeah, we? are gonna pause for. All a
2: right, guys. We will be right back.
1: All right, we should be back now.
2: Okay. Oh no. Nope. Okay.
1: There we go. We are back now. Um, I'm just gonna have to fuse these videos together. It looks like that's okay. <laughs> well, that was interesting. It's been a while since we've had to stop in the middle of one of these. Um. But we sold your own. Hopefully, that's the last camera issues we have. And I need a drink. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Cheers. Cheers.
1: Um, all right. So to summarize, back where we were with Marie Curie, she has had her heart broken. She lost her mom, lost her sister, didn't get into a university because she's a woman. Made a deal with her sister uh, to be to help put each other to, through school. Uh-huh. Uh, not in that order. Um, so, like I said, she fell in love with Casimir's. His parents didn't like it, and he regularly, like you could tell, it impacted him in his life because he regularly would visit her statue. All right, so let's pick up here. In 1890, Bronislava, her sister, invited Maria to join her and her new husband in Paris to begin attending the university. However, Maria was not able to afford tuition and would not earn enough money for another year and a half. Her father, who by this time had worked his way back into a more prominent job, because like I said earlier, they cut out basically his job from the school's, He agreed to help. Even with the assistance, Maria was not able to leave for Paris until late 1891, so almost about a year and a half later anyway. During this time, Maria continued being a governess, all while continuing to study herself, learning from tutors, books, exchanging letters, and having conversations with other scientists. Her first true scientific training came at the Flying University, which is that Polish patriotic university I mentioned earlier that her and her sister were involved with. Excuse me. Here she worked in a chemical lab that was run by her cousin, Joseph Boguski, who had served as an assistant to the famous Russian chemist, Dmitry Mendeleev. Toward the end of 1891, Maria left Poland for Paris where she continued her studies of physics, math, and chemistry. Um, At the University of Paris, she became known as... (laughs) And the camera goes again. His face.
2: Just... The defeat on Tyler's face.
1: It's back. I don't know what is happening with this GoPro. I've (laughs) tested it, but not for this long. So I'm going to look up what is happening as soon as we're done. This will never happen again. (laughs) I swear to God. Anyway, it's working now. So at the University of Paris, she became known as Marie, not Maria. It's said that she would study during the day, tutor during the evenings, but would still barely earn enough money to get by. Mm. She would often be so wrapped up in her studies that she'd forget to eat and would even go so far as to keep herself warm during the winter months by wearing all of her clothes at once.
3: Oh, oh.
1: I've always said, I like winter better because you can always put more clothes on. Summertime, you can hit that base layer of just nude. And <laughs> if you're still hot, you're like, still hot. You're, you're still hot. You can't get any. You can't lose anything. Anyway, <laughs> side note, personal rant. Um, everything paid off. All the struggles and whatnot paid off because in 1893, Marie had earned a degree in physics. Soon after, she began working in a lab for Gabriel Lippmann, where she investigated the magnetic properties of various steels. The degree in physics just wasn't enough for Marie and she decided to continue studying at the University of Paris while still working and with the aid of a fellowship was able to earn a second degree in 1894.
2: She's a boss-ass bitch. Yes.
1: Oh, yeah. Soon she met Pierre Curie, who was an instructor, and I'm only saying this once, he was an instructor at the city of Paris- Industrial Physics and Chemistry Higher Education Institute, ESPCI, is what I'm going to refer to this <laughs> okay. because that is way too long. Of okay, a. fair. They were introduced by a fellow physicist who knew that Marie was looking for a large lab and thought that Pierre could provide the resources she desired. Despite him not having a large lab, Curie was able to give Marie what she needed and she soon began working in his lab. The two quickly became close, drawn together by their passion for science, with Pierre eventually proposing marriage. Originally, Marie refused, since she was still planning to return to Poland, but Pierre agreed that he would move with her, even if it meant, quote, even if it meant being reduced to teaching French, end quote.
2: No, true love.
1: During the summer of 1894... Marie did return home to Poland, looking to find a position in her chosen field, but was denied a place due to her being a woman, specifically at Krakow University. Pierre urged her to return to Paris to pursue a PhD, which she ultimately decided to do. Upon returning to Paris, Marie convinced Pierre to publish his research on magnetism resulting in him earning his own doctorate and a promotion to professor at the University of Paris. Nice. The two were married on July 26th, 1895. So that's just a little bit about our background. Let's set the scene and what's going on in science for a little bit. So in the late 1800s, a couple of groundbreaking discoveries were happening that would influence Marie's and Pierre's science, uh, research, not science. Wilhelm Rontgen had discovered x-rays in 1895, but no one understood the mechanism behind their production. In 1896, I don't know if it's pronounced Henry or Henri, and I don't even know how to say this line, Becquerel, Henri Becquerel discovered that uranium salts emitted rays that resembled X-rays as far as penetrating power went, but also that these new rays did not depend on an external source of energy and seemed to spontaneously come from the uranium itself. Marie was deeply influenced by these two discoveries, and she chose to focus her doctoral thesis in this field of research. She chose to closely examine samples using an electrometer, which was a device that Pierre and his brother had developed 15 years earlier. The sensitive device measured electric charge, and when Marie analyzed the uranium rays, she noticed that these rays seemed to make the air around the sample conduct electricity. Electrometer. Is that how it's pronounced? Yes. What did I say? (laughs)
3: Electrometer.
1: Uh, Well, you know, that's how it's written. Electrometer. Uh, She discovered that the activity of the uranium depended solely on how much uranium was present and hypothesized that the rays emitted were not caused by the interaction of molecules, but actually came from the atom itself. This was an important step in disproving the concept that atoms were indivisible. In 1897, the Curies had their first daughter, Irene, and Marie began teaching in order to support the family or to help support the family. Despite this, both Pierre and Marie would conduct experiments and research in a converted shed next to ESPCI, that long-ass college name I'm not going to say again. (laughs) This makeshift lab was not suited at all for conducting science experiments at all. Um, It was poorly ventilated. It wasn't waterproof. ESPCI did not sponsor Marie's research either. She received subsidies from mining and metallurgical companies, as well as small amounts of funding from the government and other organizations. Basically, they just weren't helping her at all. She mainly studied two uranium materials called pitch blend and chalcosite. With her electrometer, not electrometer, she soon discovered that pitch blend was four times as active as uranium and chalcosite was twice as active as uranium. Marie realized that if her previous hypothesis was correct, and that the amount of uranium directly influenced the amount of rays produced, then these two minerals both must have another substance that was more active than uranium. Her husband was fascinated by her work, and by the middle of 1898 had stopped his own work in order to help Marie. Having seen Henri Becquerel barely beat uh, Sylvanus Thompson in publishing the discovery of radiation, Marie quickly realized the importance of rapid publication of any discovery she made. So she published her results and had her former professor and boss, Gabriel Lippmann, present her results to the Académie, is what it looks like. It's spelled like, it sounds very, looks like French version of Academy, uh, on April 12th, 1898, which was basically the university people. Um, unfortunately for Marie, Gerhard Carl Schmidt had published his own findings in Berlin two months earlier. Marie only mentioned her hypothesis that there was an element more radioactive than the uranium in a very small sentence that was overlooked by all those who read her paper. But the Curies wasted no time in trying to identify and prove this element's existence. Within a few months, the Curies had published a paper in which they announced they had discovered a new element, which they called polonium, in honor of Poland. Oh. Six months later, the Curies published the existence of a second new element, which they named radium. During this time, they also coined the term radioactivity. After these publications, the Curies set out to prove their discoveries beyond any doubt by isolating pure polonium and pure radium. It took over 10 years for Marie to finally isolate pure radium, but she was never able to isolate pure polonium because its half-life is only 138 days. If you don't know what a half-life is, a half-life is basically an element decays and it becomes uh it loses so much energy that it is reduced its atomic number changes to half of what the so let's say it's thorium which is radioactive it will reduce i don't remember what what element it reduces into but as it emits the radiation it changes atomic mass which is yeah. what our the order of the periodic table is
3: mm-hmm.
1: so once it reaches its half-life it's a completely different element. So it's really hard to get something if the half-life's only 138 days. It's all gone. Makes sense. Especially if you're having to get it from God knows where. Yeah. So in 1903, the Royal Swiss Academy awarded Marie and Pierre Curie along with Henri Becquerel the Nobel Peace, uh Nobel Peace Prize, <laughs> the Nobel Prize in physics.
3: for their joint research
1: on radiation. Originally, the committee was only going to include Pierre Curie until one of the committee members informed Pierre, who fought for Marie's name to be added.
2: That is a good
1: freaking man. Marie was the first woman to ever win a Nobel Prize. The Curies originally declined to accept the award in person because they were too busy with their research, and Pierre just... Didn't like public ceremonies. I get it, dude.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Ultimately, though, in 1905, the two did travel to Switzerland to accept the award and delivered the lecture that all winners are required to give.
2: Oh man, if you win the Nobel Prize, you have to give a lecture. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. So,
1: hey, you got to do something to earn that money, other than just you know change the world.
2: Oh man, <laughs> not good enough.
1: Um, After winning the prize, the Curies were able to hire their first lab assistant. In addition, the University of Paris offered Paris Curie. I don't know what's going on with that damn camera. Uh, In addition, the University of Paris offered Paris Curie the role of chair of the physics department. Despite all the success, the Curies still were working out of that lab that's not waterproof and rinky dink and run down. Pierre was finally able to convince the university to provide them with a lab, which was completed in 1906.
2: What have you been calling her husband?
1: I think I've been calling him Puri. But it, it's is Pierre. I Pierre? am 100% <laughs> getting Marie there's two marie curie and
3: pierre pierre pierre
1: Pierre. everything (laughs) i've said has been pierre there's too many words that Uh, look the same and i'm dyslexic so oh Uh, okay pierre (laughs)
2: purée is is what you get when you
1: like mash up fruit oh that's a puree oh Oh, Jesus.
2: Uh, (laughs) Oh, Tyler.
1: Oh, I don't know the English language. We thought Megan (laughs) butchered the English (laughs) language, Joel.
2: I just can't speak it.
1: (laughs) I don't know it, apparently. Uh, Um, Anyway. Okay. Pierre. Puri. (laughs) Pierre was able to convince the university. I feel so stupid. Uh, Pierre was able to convince the university Mm -hmm. to provide them with a lab, which was completed in 1906. Shortly afterward... Marie gave birth to their second daughter Eve and hired a Polish governess to teach her children Polish and to regularly take them on or and she regularly took them on trips to Poland. But
2: Marie took them on trips yes, for the Marie, co- Marie, Okay. Yes.
1: Sadly just as things began to move move on up for the Curie's Pierre was killed in 1906 in an Aww. accident. As he was crossing a road during a rainstorm, he was hit by a horse-and-drawn carriage and was run over by its wheels, (sighs) which fractured his skull.
2: Oh, no. Jesus.
3: Marie,
1: yeah. Not a a good way to go. Marie was devastated by the loss of her husband. Um, The university went on to offer her his position of department chair, which she took. Marie intended to create a world-class laboratory in memory of her husband. With the acceptance of his position, she became the first woman professor at the University of Paris. In 1911, the Royal Swedish Academy honored her again by awarding Marie the Nobel Prize in Chemistry for the discovery Isolation and study of the nature of the element radium. Oh, excuse me, whiskey burps. Despite being <laughs> awarded uh, a second Nobel Prize, there was actually some controversy for Curie. After her husband's death, Marie had begun an affair with one of Paris. <laughs> I Pierre. Hate this word, Pierre. Pierre. Uh, So after her husband's death, Marie began an affair with one of Pierre's former students, a man who was married but estranged from his wife. The chair of the Nobel Committee did not want Curie to accept the award in person. However, Marie insisted, saying that her scientific work and her personal life details were not related. She did get it in person. Uh, Curie was the first woman ever to win a Nobel Prize. She was also the first and one of only two people ever to have won or shared two Nobel Prizes.
2: Ooh, who's the other person?
1: Linus. um, Damn, you had to ask that. Uh, Well, sorry. He was uh, Linus something or another. Linus Pauling. Uh, and this says four, but all the research I could see. Uh, this says Frederick Sanger, Linus Pauling, John Bardeen, and Marie Curie. But every all the other research I saw just said Marie Curie and Linus Pauling. So these may be right. two newer folks. Um, so much of our lives today can be traced back to her research on radiation and radioactivity. She lived until 1934 and she continued to study and conduct experiments throughout her life. During World War I, Carice went on to serve as a radiologist in field hospitals where she quickly realized the importance of having rapid x-ray capabilities for wounded soldiers and created mobile machines that could be used near, near the front lines.
2: Mobile That's x-ray so cool.
1: Yeah. Uh, as I'm sure both of you and probably many of our Listeners are aware that radiation is uh, pretty lethal in large doses. It Chernobyl. Said, yeah.
2: Check out yes. that episode. What? Chernobyl. Oh, check Chernobyl. out. Chernobyl.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not hear what y'all said. Um, yeah. So Marie would store vials of these radioactive minerals in her desk. She would carry them in her pocket. It wasn't known. This is groundbreaking research. Yep. On July 4th, 1934, Marie Curie died from aplastic anemia, a condition where the body does not produce enough blood cells. This is believed to have stemmed from her long-term unprotected exposure to radiation. Her bone marrow was probably damaged from this, which is where the creation of blood cells occur. And unfortunately it could not create any more blood cells. Yep. But there's controversy.
3: Dun, oh. Dun, dun. Oh. Um, in
1: 1995, the French government concluded that Curie was not killed by her work with radium as radium is only lethal when ingested. Curie's death has since been attributed to exposure to radiation during her time as a radiologist during World War I. Mm.
2: Okay.
1: Personally. Oh, personally, I think it's a combination of both, because during my research, uh, I came across several sources that mentioned to isolate pure radium. They would take a mortar and pestle and crush minerals that contained the element. I'm quite sure, having crushed rocks and minerals with a mortar and pestle before.
0: You're gonna inhale. You probably
1: inhale. inhaled some. Yeah. So, Pretty sure
0: they didn't have hoods back then for yes. ventilation. So. Yeah. So,
1: <laughs> it is. I think it's a combination of both, yeah. personally. But, was it a lethal amount? We'll never actually know. And that's the story of Marie and Puri Curie. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe I've been saying "puree" Puri. for like half of the freaking episode. I, uh, yeah, yeah.
2: That's all right. <laughs> Couldn't let you go the entire time. <laughs> uh,
1: I appreciate that. You should have corrected me early on. <laughs>
2: Trivia with Tyler. All right. What kind of Tyler Nugget do you, we have today? Uh, right now we have a not
1: loading Tyler Nugget. <laughs> um, let me see. Normally I pick this up. Here we go. All right. This okay. is a good one. This is the kind of useless trivia that I love to have. So the word jazz is statistically the hardest word to guess in hangman. It has to do with it being a short word, having only one vowel, and using J and Z, which are letters that people rarely guess in hangman.
2: Tonight, <laughs> when I get home, yeah. I'm going to make Houston play hangman with me. I want to <laughs> use jazz. And I will, in fact, I need to like write that down so I don't forget, because I'm going to do that. I think I might have to do that, too. Like <laughs> that, like I said,
1: that's, that's the type of knowledge I love to have that little piece of trivia because you never know when a game of hangman might come up that you need to win.
2: Yeah. yeah. Right. Like it could be like a life or death situation. Hangman. Maybe
1: not life <laughs> or death, but like, you know, maybe there's like a, Oh, I've got to go scoop the dog poop. I'll play you in a game of hangman. Whoever loses gets to go scoop all the dog poop in the backyard.
2: So. Man. All right. Well that I will report back to you guys next week. Uh, if I remember and let you know uh, if Houston could figure out the word jazz before he hung.
3: <laughs>
1: that was, uh, The hung got me on that
3: one. <laughs> no, wrong one. Opening the bottle. Oh,
2: Wrong one, guys. You were thinking so hard about it, too. I was.
0: Final Thoughts.
1: Oh, you guys get to experience all the mistakes with us. Yep. It's <laughs> a journey. We don't hide anything from you. There
2: is no editing in this podcast. We die very, like men.
1: Very little. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, we do. You you get to hear, hey, we're human. You know, we're human. We make mistakes. Mm hmm. So, you Some of us say Pierre. 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 I'm sorry. Pierre. P- P- yeah. Hey, look, her name rhymes. So. You know his name ought to rhyme too. Damn it, I, <laughs> I felt like it. Um, we we skip mail time this week, y'all. No mail. Uh, email us, please. Yes. Um, so what have y'all y'all have definitely drank a lot more than I have. Yes. So what have y'all thought about this?
2: Um, I've liked it more as time has gone on. Um, was not my favorite when we first started out, um, but as we've gone on, I've kind of embraced the dryness of it, I guess. Um, it, it hasn't been too bad. I I haven't gotten any fruit or uh, really anything along those lines. It's definitely still very dry, very oaky. Um, there hasn't been a whole lot of flavor shift as time has worn on, so.
1: Did you try it with any... Water? Water?
2: Nope, I guess I'll do that now.
1: You want to throw a drop in mine, please?
2: Sure. It can't. Uh, there you go. Oh, you got two. That's fine.
1: It'll just... Uh. uh so for me, I and I, I meant to say this at the beginning when we were first talking about it, but with all the camera issues and everything, I forgot. that That was the thing that I couldn't remember. This is a winter whiskey for me. This is something I want when it's cold outside.
0: I love mm-hmm. that one By a campfire or something. Yeah. yeah,
1: like I want it around the holidays. I want it. It's especially. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's just the warmth of it. I I would use that warmth to my advantage. It'd be a good belly warm and whiskey when it's cold outside.
0: The addition of the water makes it taste a little bit. I don't still don't taste the fruit, but I think it's more the caramel that's coming out. Yes, that it, I'm, tastes I'm, I'm it tastes sweeter. It but tastes not sweeter. It tastes sweeter, but right. just candy, candy sweet. Candy sweet. Candy.
2: Definitely tastes candy yeah. sweet with the water. I um, I would highly recommend adding water to this uh, whiskey because that has bumped up my rating by at yeah. least
0: a point. You know what? I think I can taste a little bit of that cherry at the end Definitely. with the addition of the water. it It's a sweet. Sweeter, not candy, yep. but fruit. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: I can definitely get the caramel. Yeah. Really big on the end.
2: Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. This is one to have with an ice ball or mm-hmm. a couple of drops of water in it, guys. Yep. For sure. This, that really enhanced the flavor. Amazing what a little bit of water can do. Um,
1: And I mean, it's literally like, I don't know if you guys could see on the camera. I'm sure you, uh, I might have gone behind the camera that's on Morgan. Um. But I, I literally it was two drops of yeah. water. It's not like we're pouring anything. No, in. It's, like literally it's literally literally just drop, stick your drop. finger in mm-hmm. a drop of and put a drop off of it.
2: And a completely different flavor profile. Science is cool. Yeah.
0: We like science. We <laughs> yes.
2: Do. Yes. Um well, Tyler, I can say that you've done one of my topics. What? Oh. So, no. Yeah. So I, I, well, okay. Preface it by saying I didn't actually write anything on, um, Marie Curie, but I had, um, gotten a biography that I was going to read on her.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, I figured she would be up your alley.
2: Yep. So, so
1: that's why I said that earlier today.
2: Yes. You did not. It's not next week's okay. though. So, well, that's good. um, but yeah, I can cross Marie Curie off my list. Um, now I just have that biography to read just to go for a more deep dive into yeah. her life.
1: I, you know, whenever you finish with that, I'd be interested in reading it as well. She's, uh, in, in my opinion, one of easily the top, uh, I would say five to ten scientists of all time.
2: Yeah, for sure. It's, She's
1: boss. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's, I don't know, I don't know if I could rank them all right now. But she's easily, easily top ten, you know, possibly top five even.
2: Yeah, definitely top ten.
1: All Um, right, well, let's get uh, let's get y'all's rating. What do y'all think of this whiskey?
0: Well, Morgan, you're a guest. Do you want to go first? Yes, I'll go first. Okay, I'll give it a seven because I like that cinnamony. Warm kind of spice. I love it. Bang. Okay. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um I originally was gonna go with a six um until we added that water drop, which I said bumped up a whole point. So I'm also going to go with a seven.
1: Wow. I for whatever reason, I I was expecting you to go lower than that. I was expecting like a four and a half. Really? Yeah. You just didn't seem like you were thrilled with it. But the water droplet. The water droplet mm-hmm. changed it a lot. definitely changed it. But and like said I said, as
2: point. as I was going throughout the night, I liked it more. Initially, like very first sip, I was like, oh, this is going to suck. But no, I like it more now.
1: I just shot it. I got the cherry. A-A. Yep. So. um, I wasn't blown away by this. Not not the way I expected to be, truth be told. Um, And I will admit there's another one in the cabinet in there that I've, it's been like hyped up in my head and I'm worried it's going to be a letdown. But we'll cross that bridge when we drink it. As far as this Four Roses goes, <laughs> I think I'm going to have to go. It is something I would enjoy in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. But I can't see myself drinking it too much in the summer. So I think I'm gonna go with a I'm gonna go with a six. Okay. We were all pretty close right yeah. there together. Yeah. Two sevens and a six.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a seasonal. For
2: sure. Yeah. For sure. Definitely a wintertime whiskey.
1: Now, let's get down to uh some of the good stuff.
2: Yes. Are we gonna pause because I don't know how to open this? Oh, oh, yes.
1: It's, a tab. It, it's just got a Oh, like it, it is a tab? tab? Yeah.
2: Okay, so I'm this... I'll
1: let you open it. You got more experience with it. We're going to try this <laughs> wine.
2: We're Yes, the uh, wonderful wine made by friend Morgan and her husband. Um, that looks fantastic.
1: Yes, it does. And that is an awesome... Like, y'all do the waxing and everything yeah. on it? That mm-hmm. is so That's cool. That's so cool. We
2: have
0: a little owl on our emblem. I That's love it.
2: That's awesome. I love it. I have owls I love tattooed owls. Yeah. on my back. I love <laughs> owls. All right, I'm,
1: I'm super so excited. excited. Like,
2: should we get oh new glasses? Yeah,
1: I'm. I'm yeah? actually gonna run and get some new glasses. All right,
2: should we pause? Like, let's let's pause. You
1: got it. nah. Keep it talking.
2: What? Okay.
1: <laughs> I'll be back in like two seconds.
2: Okay. Um. So I um, favorite color, my favorite color is purple. Uh, And my favorite color is purple because, um, I don't know, it's the color of um, royalty. Uh, It was a rare, hard color to make. Um, I'm answering that question right now, Tyler. Hey,
1: well, you seem like you were struggling
2: with something. Um, And yes, yeah, so it's and it's just pretty. I like that it's both a masculine and a feminine color combined. Uh, so um,
1: <laughs> you got, I don't know if you guys could hear it um, on the podcast, but I yelled from the other room, <laughs> Megan was struggling for something to talk about. And I was like, what's your favorite color? <laughs> and as I came back in the room, I said, uh, why is it your favorite color? But apparently she was already answering that. I was.
2: All right. I, I am another
1: glass for you. I don't know if you want to have any of that or don't feel In- any pressure to
2: <laughs> I uh, I'm excited. Oh, it smells so yeah. good. Oh my gosh.
1: Oh, it smells heaven it <laughs> smells like Christmas. Oh, wow. Um, it literally it smells has like Christmas.
2: Orange, cinnamon. Oh. It let smells so how, good. Let me know how you guys like it. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. All right, you taste first, Tyler. I'm so stoked.
1: Oh, man. Oh, that is so good.
3: Mm.
1: No, no. <laughs> Don't. Damn, camera. Oh
2: my gosh, that I taste the agave syrup. Oh. Um, the mango, the pineapple, mm-hmm. all of it is just, I could pick out each individual mm-hmm. flavor. This is phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal wine.
0: Thank you. And um, when wow. it's chilled, it tastes a little bit different as well wow i so definitely check it out then too
2: yes for sure (laughs) i am going to fight tyler for this bottle um
1: (laughs) 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 i might be working on camera but (laughs) i can still hear what's happening
2: um i think friend morgan you're gonna have to give us another bottle because me and tyler (laughs) we don't want to break apart the podcast because (laughs) of the wine (laughs)
0: We will regularly give you guys some. Oh, you you it's guys so are good the best.
2: Yes, like this is
0: this is amazing. Amazing, thank
2: you.
1: I, I, We've been be working hard be, on. I'm not even a huge wine person, and this is amazing. It it doesn't even the cinnamon is what to me sets it apart. Yeah, it it definitely just oh so good. It reminds me of Christmas. Yeah, it does. Really
0: and our Christmas batch when we have it doesn't have the pineapple on it. It's very much more heavy on the cinnamon. Really? So yeah I'm, mm-hmm. I definitely want to try that one. Mm-hmm. Um
1: I, and I don't want y'all to give away any of your trade secrets or anything, but like what is the age time for something like this? Just
0: Oh my goodness. That is a Daniel question. <laughs> Usually oh quite a few months. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Quite a few months. Okay. Like,
1: that that is plenty of fun. Good I wanna say maybe me.
0: like half a year. Wow, okay. so like
1: you guys would be, your Christmas is already aging.
0: Yes. Wow. Okay, so yeah. you've already, it's already made yes. and it's just, mm-hmm. oh. Awesome. So we have a few that I believe are like maybe three months or a little bit sooner, but. That wow. is so yeah. cool.
1: I'm
2: looking forward to trying mm-hmm. the Christmas
1: one.
0: And a, fun, yeah. a few that we have aged a, like a year or so for different different things.
2: Yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. Like I am so Im- impressed Great job. Thank you. Yeah. Guys. you guys That's awesome. Job. Yeah.
0: And it it tastes a little bit also different than a wine. So it's... Mm-hmm. Like I... I wouldn't... Like, not quite a mead, but it's no, definitely but a category to itself, it seems. It I mean, really is. It's... I can tell, like, it's wine-inspired.
2: Yeah. um, But it's not... I don't it's not heavy like a lot of wines are Mm -hmm. Um, like I typically can't drink a red wine just because they like they're like heavy on my tongue. But this is light and fruity and Mm -hmm. phenomenal.
1: Excuse me, guys. I I have 100 (laughs) percent had the burps tonight. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm this is so good. We're gonna to have to figure out a way to split this. <laughs> That's all I got to say on that. I, cause I want some.
2: I volunteer as tribute. I will <laughs> let you have this one. Oh, and I will take home the next one that friend Morgan brings mm-hmm. us. Okay.
1: Well, friend Morgan, it has been wonderful having you on the podcast. It
0: has. Thank you, guys. Thank you Yay, so much. Finally on the podcast.
1: <laughs> I know um, a little bit in our in our communications that. You want to come back? Yes, I do. We want to have you back. Yes.
0: I 100%. Yes. Thank you, guys. So, yes. Absolutely. I love it. We're Yay. here every Sunday. Yes. Yep. So, <laughs> and not far from me.
1: Absolutely. Um, <laughs> next time, you know, if you have something you want to teach us, <laughs> just feel free. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. If There's you, you want to just learn.
2: hang out in the pod chair and drink with us, that's... Sure. Thank you, guys. Absolutely I love You're it. You're
1: welcome as well.
2: <laughs> yes, thank you. That was That was awesome having you on. You've been a supporter from... The very beginning, okay. so yes. yeah. thank you. We
1: we want to say thank you to all our supporters, especially Morgan and Daniel. Um, uh, oops, I don't know if you specifically didn't say his name. Or I did. Oh, okay. it, yeah, yes, yeah. Good. Well, We want to <laughs> say thank you to both of them. Um, all our other supporters, guys, we really couldn't do this without you. I know tonight's been rough between the camera and the puree <laughs> and- fury whatever whatever else screw-ups I've had it, it's just topping off my week but and you know it's still been fun so
3: yep
2: this makes our weekend end off on a good note every sunday yep so so even though if we've had really bad weeks at least before bed Tyler and I can get together and hang out as friends and do this and it it makes monday seem a little bit brighter
1: it absolutely does um just a little side note I guess, um, real quick. So the last two weeks I've had have been kind of shit weeks on just living in the spectrum mm-hmm. and yeah. Sundays have I've been just in a shit mood. Yep. <laughs> um, it's just especially for me, just having to get back in the grind of it. Like I feel like I didn't have any time this weekend and now I've got to turn around and get up at five thirty in the morning. God damn it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it just puts me in a bad mood Sunday afternoon. One about you know four o'clock, I kind of get get to realizing that the last couple of days, and the last two weeks doing this podcast has just melted all that away. Um, so it really does make a difference us doing this, uh, even if it's even if you guys don't think it does. Just doing it makes a difference for me personally.
2: Yeah, so. same for me. Yeah. Uh, I was struggle have struggled with mental health my entire life and. This definitely this helps makes me feel i don't know useful i guess i I enjoy it. it. Lets me know I have friends and people who care so
1: absolutely so everybody, thank you so much.
2: Yes, I guess. thank you for listening. We got a little deep in there for a second yep. um, but thank you for listening. Thank you for following us and sponsoring us and joining us on our podcast journey. We hope to continue this for. Many, many more episodes. Um Yeah, this was episode 50. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Oh, happy yeah. anniversary. Yes. Yes. Happy anniversary, guys. Yay. 50 yes. episodes.
1: You thought we'd forget? <laughs> I forgot.
2: <laughs> um, September 23rd of 2020 was our first episode drop, so... It has officially been a year of podcasting.
1: One year.
2: Congratulations. Well, thank you thank so you. much. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Glad to have you on for the one year yes. anniversary
0: episode. Yes. That's I awesome. Love listen- yeah. I love to listen to you guys every week. You guys are like, get me through work. I All say that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. That's,
1: you know, hopefully we can do that. We can help, you know, help make the work day go by a little faster, give mm-hmm. you a little smile and. Mm-hmm. Maybe make you think a little bit and teach yes. you something along the way and make you go out on the way home from work and say, hey, I want to try that new whiskey, you know? Yeah. Well, if not, maybe we'll do all the other things. And if you don't drink, you know, that's fine too. Yep. But.
2: Amazing, guys. So uh, contact us at contact at whiskeyandwonder.com. Um, if you want to be part of the pod chair and just come and hang out and drink like Morgan did, you're more than welcome.
1: Yeah, you are. You become one with the pod chair. Yes.
2: Yes.
0: One with the pod chair.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um i'm procrastinating because i don't want to stop drinking um I especially don't want to stop drinking the wine but i have to drive so i just yeah i, I need to say goodbye
1: yeah
2: um all right guys we will see you next week for our 51st episode um and the first episode of our into our second, uh, second year. year of whiskey and wonder so here uh is to many more years guys. Thank you so much. Don't drink and drive. Cheers.